Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. John Matone's Law Number 25. So here we go. Here we go. Law Number 25 Standards and Expectations are Contagious in that when people see someone set high and achieve high standards for themselves, they tend to want to imitate the behavior. Richard Michael here with Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, ACT Act. That means ACT, and it also stands for and cultural transformation. So as leaders, you folks that are out there listening, ACT stands for that. And we as leaders have got to act. We are the ones who must set the high standards and expectation for ourselves so that we inspire others to do the same. Hmm, starts with leaders. Funny how that works. Hmm. Right? So to discuss that with us today, we have the pleasure of Mike Smith. Mike currently serves as the CEO of John Batone Global and Intelligent Leadership Coaching International. He is the performance improvement coach and lead trainer for Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaching. Mike, you have an imposing resume. So give us your uh, 60 seconds me stuff here in the elevator with us. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Michael and Rich. I appreciate your time and appreciate the invite. So real quick, 60 seconds down and dirty. Um, I joined the Air Force right out of high school. Uh, served for 26 years, had a lot of different jobs, a lot of awesome assignments. It was a great time. And then the last three years of my service, I was selected to be the first sergeant for the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds here wow. at Dallas Air Force Base. And so for three years, got to travel around the world doing air shows and speaking at community events and doing things like Make-A-Wish Foundation, visiting Veterans Hospital, speaking at schools, and just a lot of community relations stuff. So after I left that, I transitioned into becoming a corporate leader for a Berkshire Hathaway Energy Company, where I got to work for a Warren Buffett and Greg Abel, another awesome opportunity and experience. Yeah. Um, then after 10 years of that, walked away from corporate America to start my own speaking, coaching, and training gig. About a year after that, I met John Batone, got certified as one of his coaches back in 2018. And then fast forward to now, here we are. All right. That's fantastic. Oh. So, I know you had a question for him here, Rich. Let's start. I, I do. I do. You know, I got to tell you, I live pretty close to Hill Air Force Base. Mm -hmm. And so, during that, I think they call it the Wings Over over Wasatch, Wings Over the Wasatch. And they have this big air show, Harry. A couple of years, and they have the Thunderbirds come in. Were you ever part of that there? Yeah. Just curiosity? Yeah. Actually, when I was on the team, this was from 2006 to 2008. We did the Hill Air Force Base show every year, three years. All right. So, you know, with your with your experience, 
and obviously needing to set high standards and expectations. Um, how did that really fit in with the, the Thunderbirds and, and the Law 25 that we're talking about? That so, yeah, so I would say the main thing was when you're talking about standards and expectations, you know, especially on a, a squadron like the Thunderbirds, I mean, that's our whole thing is traveling the world, right? And the expectations around the community is to pull off an awesome air show, right? To just see the attention to detail and the high performance capabilities of the jets, the pilots that fly them, and then all the enlisted troops that keep that whole thing running, right? So expectations and standards are very high. And as we get into the full swing of season, the jets are flying 18 inches wingtip to wingtip. Oh my word. While they're doing the maneuvers. I mean, that's like a foot and a half, five, 600 miles an hour doing loops and dives. And so when you talk about standards, right? Standards for performance, attention to detail, being present, being engaged, being aware, right? And then the expectations of being able to successfully carry that out. So the show turns out good. No one gets hurt. Everyone stays on track on the same vision, mission, purpose. That's really where standards and expectations come into the team. Um, in addition to that, you know, this is something really interesting. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but when the pilots are flying in the demonstration and in the formations, the commander, the number one pilot, is the only one that uses the instrumentation. Altitude speed, all that, he's the only one. All the other pilots have a certain spot on the boss's jet that they stare at. And then the boss calls cadence to move the team through all the maneuvers. So like they're flying full speed ahead, upside down rolling, looking at the boss's plane, not looking what's in front, how fast they're going, how much fuel they have left, none of that. So, so how, much, how much trust is involved with that leader? A huge, huge amount of trust. Right. Um, that's kind of the foundation of where it starts again with the leader, just like we talked about. Right. Leadership, culture, two sides of the same coin. So kind of even setting the tone for that and knowing your people like that. That's the key. Right. So the boss kind of sets that tone. The trust starts there. The pilots have the trust in the boss that he's going to call the right maneuvers and that he's flying the right thing. The pilots collectively have trust in the maintenance folks to know that when they step in that jet and take off that it's going to perform right. the maintenance folks have trust in the logistics folks and the fuel folks and the PR folks to make sure that everything is where it's supposed to be when they need it. So it, it's very cyclical and it's very group oriented, that team, that trust, that pride standards and expectations. So, so who's, who sets those standards and expectations? Would that be you? Would that be uh, the leader of, you know, the Thunderbird, the, the number one pilot, or, you know, is that something they just have seen everybody else around them and want to emulate those skills and, and expectations? So that's a really good question, Rich. And I think it's kind of twofold, right? So the initial setting and communicating of the standards and expectations starts with the boss, right? The leader, the number one guy. However, where you get the buy-in and everyone being on board and then wanting to imitate that behavior, right? Where to the point where it becomes contagious, you're talking about a legacy inspired culture versus a personality driven culture. So having those standards and expectations alleviates the individual personalities that are in the chair at any given time because the commander rotates every two years. 
Thunderbirds have been around for 60 years this year at Nellis wow. and they haven't missed a beat. So you figure, I mean, that's 30 different commanders, but the standards, expectations and culture have remained the same. So that's a legacy inspired culture. So commander, the leader of the organization sets it. And by him setting it, then living it and embracing it, the rest of the team comes along because they want that success as well. And when they all fire on the same cylinder, that's what just lifts the whole organization up to the top and makes you elite and stand out, world-class, top-notch, whatever word you want to use there. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, when, when I was at that Wings over the Wasatch, uh, when the Thunderbirds were getting ready to do their afternoon show, man, we, we got right up there by the rope. We wanted, I wanted to see how this all worked. And the precision of the people on the ground, they, it was like a choreographed show. And I'm sure there, there's a lot of that to it. But there was a, I noticed there was a lot of safety things going on. So l- let me ask you this. In, in a situation like that where th- there's got to be such high standards, does that do, was it you that paid attention to how everybody's doing, how they're feeling, how they're acting? Does, does the pilot take really – that number one pilot really take into account how his other pilots are feeling or how they're acting that day. How does, how does that work for those, those type of standards? So again, when you talk about that specifically, that's kind of the spillover effect, right? Okay. From the standards and expectations at the top. So everyone had a wingman, right? You know, when you saw that ground show, they, they rehearsed that so many, 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 many times. Right. But throughout that, they're all watching out for each other. Right. So again, the responsibility of that contagious standards and expectations doesn't fall on the shoulders of one individual. Again, it's set, established and driven and communicated by the leader. But when it's done in in the right way, that's when you get all the buy-in and everyone's watching each other's back. Everyone's engaged. Everyone's part of the process. There's none of this. Well, you do your thing over there and I'll do my thing over here. Although everyone does have a job to do when it comes together, right. And it all gets married up. That's when the magic happens. So let me jump in here real quick. That's great. I mean, what you're talking about is incredible performance, incredible standards, both for individuals and teams. I mean, those are extraordinary talents and commitments and self-discipline that these folks are bringing to that whole performance, right? I mean, it's 18 inches from each other. is just unbelievable. I can't even imagine it. Those speeds and those kind of turns, just unimaginable. How do you take that? And you've worked with a lot of folks here, Mike. How do they how do you take that and now translate that into the everyday team, the everyday business? How is that actually done? How, how can we help our folks to say that's a great idea, great principle? What do I do here to make that happen? So the translation of that in the real world application is as leaders for us to truly know our people. Right. That's first and foremost, knowing your people. But also just as important is knowing, understanding, communicating, embracing. Right your vision, mission, purpose of the organization, right? So when the team knows where your head's at as the leader, you communicate the vision, the mission, the purpose, you get the buy-in. When you're role modeling that, that's when the spillover starts to happen into the culture. Culture affects the leadership team around you, the departments, the entire organization, and out into the communities we serve. So to summarize it up, it would be, it's really a twofold mission, I think, right? Again, knowing your people, being present, being engaged, being vigilant, but then also walking the walk and not just talking the talk when it comes to 
your purpose, mission, vision, and culture that you must create in your organization. All right. That's outstanding. You've given us great insight today, great inspiration. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today, Mike. Yeah. You're a great guy. Have getting a chance to get to know it's been it's been an excellent experience for me. So thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, Michael. You bet. Rich, you take us home now. We're done. What do we what do we do from here? They want to get a hold of us? How's it done? Well, if you do want to get a hold of us, you can reach out to M Bailey at intelligentleadershipec.com or rbaron at intelligentleadershipec.com or richbaron.intelligentleadershipec.com. That's the website. And if you go to that website, you, there's a lot of interesting information. You can read this on that website. You can sign up for free coaching. Anything you want to do uh, as far as getting additional information. And once again, uh, Mike, I, I, I appreciate you being here. You have definitely been a mentor and a, and a trainer for me and appreciate every every minute. And I got to say, we've got a seminar coming up here that the three of us will be involved in in, uh, in July, July 20th here in Kaysville, Utah. So very excited about that. Um, and once again, I hope you enjoyed the show and take care and we'll see you soon. Thank you, everyone. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbaronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.